Yo, what's up, guys? You're now listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Come on, if he's the rock that you're standing on, give him some praise. If he is your faithfulness, praise him. If you've seen him do a miracle in your life, praise him. If you've heard him answer your prayers, praise him. Come on. He is the same God. Always, forever. The God that you read about in the Bible is the God that we serve today. The things that we saw him do back then, he's doing today. Do you see it? Are you hearing about it? Are you believing for it? Come on, if you aren't seeing it, ask for it. If you aren't seeing it, say, God, show me. Open my eyes to see your faithfulness in my life. Come on, we serve a good God. He is moving and he's worthy of our praise. Praise him. When we come to the altar like this and we're worshiping, don't just come to the front to come to the front. Come to the front because you want to meet and be in the presence of God. Come to the front because you want to worship and praise the God who saves. The front is not about having a party. It's about praising Jesus. So when you're down here, praise him. And if you're dancing to praise him, then dance. If you're singing so much that your voice hurts at the end like mine, then do it. I don't care if you're the worst singer in the room. I would rather hear that because any praise to God is beautiful. God loves your praise no matter what you sound like. So praise him. I love looking at the front just across you guys and seeing authentic worship happening. Those of you with your eyes closed, your hands raised, and you're just crying out saying, God, here I am, would you meet me? If you're not there yet, get there. If you aren't asking God to meet you here tonight, I pray that you would ask him to meet you because he will. He knows what's going on in your life and he knows how to speak to you tonight. So be ready. You ready? Awesome. Okay, welcome to the wild. My name is Connor. Hi. Hello, I'm the youth pastor here and I am so honored that you chose to spend your Wednesday night at the wild. I hope that your friend, whoever invited you, warned you that it is a wild ride. We like to have fun and we love to serve Jesus. That's why we're here. All right, now that you're at your seat, get your Bible. We're going to read the word of God. We stand when we're reading the word because we want to honor the word. Honor God. We stand in his presence. We're going to the book of Genesis, the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah, the very, very beginning. So if you know nothing about the Bible, that's great because we're starting at the beginning. Open it up and there we are. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Just pause. God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing. He didn't have inspiration for it. He didn't have something to copy. He didn't have something to look at. He created it out of nothing. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We're going to continue on. It says God, God goes in and he speaks everything into existence, right? He speaks light to be into existence. He speaks the heavens. He speaks land to come forth. He speaks plants to sprout. He speaks the sun and the moon and the stars to be in their place. He puts animals in the sea and in the sky and on the land. And in verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let's pray. God, I pray tonight that your word would not only hit 
our ears, but that it would settle in our hearts. Holy Spirit, speak your truth tonight and reveal more of who you are to us. God, thank you for being a constant in your life that doesn't change, the constant faithful rock that we can stand on. God, we thank you, and we just ask that you would speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. So, we're kicking off a new series tonight. You can take your seats. And the series is called, Have You Heard? So, as I was thinking about this, a song came into my head from an animated movie. It's called Anastasia. Raise your hand if you've seen Anastasia. Yes, it's my favorite animated movie. So, towards the beginning, they start this song, right, that's, Have you heard? There's a rumor in St. Petersburg. Have you heard what they're saying on the streets? Anyone? Anyone get it? Okay. It's a rumor, a legend, a mystery. Tonight, we're talking about someone that sometimes feels like a mystery. Someone that you may have heard something kind of whispered about. Someone who's often treated like a legend of the past. However, he is very much a legend of the here and now. And he's someone who is active in our everyday life. So have you heard about the Holy Spirit? This month, we're talking all about the Holy Spirit, who he was, who he is, how we hear from him, not everything, because there's so much we could talk about on the Holy Spirit. We have other months about that, but who he is, who he was, how we hear from him. Are you excited to hear more about the Holy Spirit? Come on. Come on. We don't want to treat the Holy Spirit like a skeleton locked up in our closet, something that we're afraid that people will find out about. We don't want to treat him like something that we're ashamed of. We don't want to treat the Holy Spirit like our weird uncle, right? The weird uncle that we keep our distance from, the one that we know exists but we know nothing about because we've never taken the time to get to know him, the one that we let sit in the corner by himself. We definitely don't want to treat the Holy Spirit like a legend of the past that we only hear stories about but never experience. That being said, history itself is important. History is important. See, Ian, Clara, and I were talking this week. We were talking about how people love to know where they came from. They care about where they came from, right? They start looking into their genealogies or they look into their family trees. They want to see who's that famous person that, that I'm related to. Where are all the countries that I come from? They love digging through all of that. And as we were talking, Ian asked the natural, natural question of why? Why do people care about that? Why do people care about where they came from? Why do they actually invest money in finding out where they came from, right? Taking the DNA tests. Why do people travel across the world to see where they came from? See, they care because that desire was planted deep down inside of us to point us back to the very beginning. That desire was put inside of us to point us to a creator. The desire to know where we came from is meant to point us to creator God, our father. And I don't know about you, but I've found that the more I get to know someone, the more I learn about their history, the more I learn about even their family what kind of house they, they grow up in, what their childhood was like, where they come from, the better I'm able to understand them. Have you found that to be true? The more you learn about someone, the better you understand them, right? There have been so many times where I have met some of your parents for the first time after knowing you, and I'm like, oh, 
you make a lot more sense. Because some of you are a lot more like your parents than you'd like to admit. Come on, I'm the same way. I have grown into my parents a lot. Some of it is great, some of it is not always wonderful, but that's okay. That's why I love deep conversations. That's why I love asking questions, because the more that I get to know about you, the more I understand. And part of that might be a little bit selfish, because the better that I know someone, the easier it is for me to approach them. Like, the more I know about Tavita, the easier it is for me to just walk up and start a conversation, because I know about him. I know his wife, I know his kids, I know what he does. The better I know someone, the easier it is for me to predict their response. And the better that I know someone, the easier it is for me to trust them. See, I, I trust Clara because I have a friendship with her. I spend a lot of time with her. I know her. So if we want to be people of the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, moving in the Spirit, being used by the Spirit, we need to get to know the Spirit. We need to get to know Him. We need to look at His history. We need to look at His genealogy. We need to know where the Holy Spirit came from. So in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We're focusing on one thing tonight. Have you heard that the Holy Spirit is God? The Holy Spirit is God. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself that question when God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, who is the plural? Who's the plural that he's talking about, right? The Trinity. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That one sounds a little more spooky. Holy Ghost. I don't actually know where that came from, but it's a thing that people say. Holy Ghost. But the thing is that all three are God. And while there are three, they are also one. They are all God. God is God, obviously. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. All three work together in the power of God. 2 Corinthians 13 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Notice all three are mentioned there. Matthew 28, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the, say it with me, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three are important. All three are called out. All three are God. So I've heard a ton of analogies of people trying to explain the idea of the Trinity. One of them has to do with an egg. To be honest, I don't understand that one, so I'm not even going to get into it. There's one about a man, and the man is a father, a husband, and a son. Okay, great. There's one about the Son, the S-U-N Son. So God being the S-U-N, Jesus being the visible light rays coming off of the Son, and the Holy Spirit being the heat felt from the Son. It's a lot. There's one that explains it like water, ice, and steam. They're all the same substance, but different expression or use, right? That one's probably the best that I've heard. But here's the thing. I heard this really simple truth recently, and I was really encouraged by it. We don't need a fancy or perfect analogy of the Trinity to believe in the Trinity. We don't need to explain it to death. We don't need to have all of the answers. 
Some of you will ask me, well, how is that possible? What does that mean? To be honest, I don't know. I don't know how all three can be one, but I don't need to know that. In 1 Timothy 3.9, it says, they must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Guys, sometimes our faith, what we believe is a mystery. That's what that verse is saying. Sometimes what we believe is a mystery. Sometimes we will not have the answer to the question. And we need to be okay with that. We need to have a clear conscience knowing that I don't have to have every answer to believe in God. I don't have to have every answer that someone throws at me. Because guys, if we knew all of the answers, would it really be faith? Come on, are you with me? Okay, would it really be faith if we had all the answers? We simply need to believe that God's word is true. In Acts 5, I want to read the story. There's a lot more that's happening in the story that we're not going to get into because we're just focusing on the part of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 5, it says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. So what is the Bible saying there? That the Holy Spirit is God. It says that he wasn't lying to man. What he was saying is this, the Holy Spirit is not just this dude. He's God. And you just lied to God. See, the Holy Spirit has always been. Just as God has always been, the Holy Spirit has always been. The question is, why is all of this so important? Why do we need to understand and believe that the Holy Spirit is God? Because we should be obedient to the Holy Spirit just as we're obedient to God. We should honor the Holy Spirit just as we honor God. Because as we understand that he is God, we understand that he has the same power. That the Holy Spirit has the same power. Just like the song we were singing that he's the same God. Yeah, he's the same Holy Spirit. So the things that we're going to talk about this month that the Holy Spirit has done, they're crazy, they're wild, they're out there. He's still doing it. Are you seeing it? Because if you're not seeing it, you should be asking for it. I came to a place in my life where I was reading the Bible and I, was, I got to the point of, God, why am I not experiencing what the Bible says I should be experiencing? I'm seeing all of this happening in the Bible. Why am I not seeing it in my life? If you're in that place... You need to ask that question. You need to ask God the question, why am I not seeing it? Because I'm going to guess it's that you're not leaning into the Holy Spirit. That there's more that you need to understand. That there's more that you need to surrender to. Because God, as, as we walk with the Spirit, we have to surrender ourselves. We have to surrender control. We have to put down our pride because the Holy Spirit's going to ask us to do some crazy things. And I don't know about you, but I want to say yes to those. If it means getting out of my comfort zone and possibly looking like a weirdo, just so that one person will know that God loves them, I'm going to do that. I want to be in a place where I say, God, I don't, I don't care what anyone else thinks about me because I'm not here to please man, I'm here to please you. Who are you pleasing? And I don't know who this is for because this is not in my notes at all. So that means this is for someone. Are you here to please man or are you here to please God? It's my prayer that your heart is to please God. And that's going to start with you listening to the Holy Spirit. 
So we're going to spend the rest of this month getting to know him even more. But we have to start with knowing that the Holy Spirit is God. Because when he speaks to us, he's speaking the word of God. When he's speaking to us, it's true. I'm not going to go any further because I'm going to get into another sermon if I keep going. So the Holy Spirit is God. Should you guys go ahead and stand? See, in the beginning, as God was creating the light, he said that it was good. In the beginning, as God was creating the stars and putting them in their place, he looked when he was done and said that it was good. When he was putting all the animals in the sea and the birds in the sky and the animals on the land, he stopped and looked and he said it was good. Then on the sixth day, as he was creating man and woman, he stopped and he said, now this, this is very good. See, he stopped with us because it's only in us that he put his image. We are the only ones that are his image bearers. The ones that actually hold the image of God, that's us. See, when he was thinking about who you would be, he put qualities of himself in you. When he was making me, he put qualities of himself in me. Just like how you guys have qualities of your parents. Right, we already talked about this. Just like how you guys have qualities of your parents, you have qualities of God. Man, let that sink in. The God of the universe who spoke the world into existence put himself in you. He chose what you would look like. He chose what you would be like, your, your personality, your giftings, your talents. He crafted it all together to make each one of us. If you haven't given your life to him, give your life to him tonight. He cares about you. He loves you. You know, after he created you, he didn't just create you and then put you on a shelf and walk away. No, he, he did. He did put you on a shelf, but he put you on a shelf because he wants to show you off. He's not ashamed of you. He's not disappointed. If you feel dirty, if you feel messy, if you feel broken, God's not afraid of your mess. He's not afraid of all of the pieces that he has to put together. He knows exactly where every piece needs to go. Come to him broken. Come to him messy. He's here to clean you up. He's here to not just clean you up. He's here to make you new again. The Bible says that when we start a relationship with him, we are a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. It says that he doesn't just forget our sins. He doesn't forget the mistakes of our past. He chooses not to remember them. It's a conscious choice that God is making not to remember them. What does that mean? He's not going to pull out of his back pocket and say, see, remember when you did this? We've gone over this before. Don't you remember? No, he says, 
You've come to me. I forgive you. Let's move on. He chooses not to remember. If you haven't given him your life tonight, do it tonight. He has amazing plans for you. If everyone could close your eyes with me. The Bible says that all we have to do in order to give him our life, to have a relationship with him, we have to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. So in a minute, we're all going to say a prayer together one line at a time. And as we're saying this prayer, this is you confessing. This is you confessing that you could never do enough good to make your way into heaven. You could never do enough good to fulfill the law to have eternal life with him. This is you saying, I need Jesus and his life to cover mine so that I can be righteous. But you have to believe that in your own heart. You get to make that choice yourself because God gives you the choice to love him or not. So would everyone repeat after me? Say, dear God, thank you for creating me. Thank you for loving me. I choose you tonight. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Holy Spirit, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Keep your eyes closed for just a few more seconds. If you're in here tonight and you said that prayer for the first time, giving him your life, I'm going to count to three. And when I hit three, I want you to raise your hand. Because I want to know who you are so that I can pray for you right now. Before we leave this moment, I want to pray specifically over you. You're not going to be alone. There will be other people who have given their life to God. But this is a moment to solidify that decision in your heart and say, Yes, God, my life is yours. Now what? So if that was you on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Three. Awesome. Thank you, God. Awesome. Would the rest of us just reach our hands out? God, I thank you. I thank you for the students that raised their hands tonight. God, I thank you for their yes to you. God, I just, I pray right now that you would speak to them your truth. I pray that any lie, any false identity that they've been believing about themselves. Holy Spirit, I just pray that it would be tossed into the fire and that you would speak your truth into that area of their life. That you would tell them that they are a son or a daughter of the king. That no matter what their life has looked like before, it's now a new life. It's a new creation. Holy Spirit, would you just breathe fresh wind on them? Holy Spirit, begin to fill them with your peace and your joy, your hope, and your love. God, I pray that as they leave this place tonight, they would leave being filled with your confidence and your boldness to now walk out those doors and say, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. Join me. God, I thank you tonight, and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God for souls saved. Come on. So we're going to have one last worship song. As we do this, 
If you need prayer for anything, come down to the altar. Come down to the front. We have people that will be here to pray with you. If you want to see God move, don't wait. Don't leave the room having something on your heart. Don't leave the room needing an answer and not doing anything about it. If you're seeking an answer, ask and then listen. Listen and wait to see what God says. So if you need prayer, come down to the front. The rest of us, let's just worship in his presence. Let's pray and see what God wants to do. Thanks for tuning in to the Wild Youth Podcast. If you like what you heard, follow us on our socials at the Wild YTH or come in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Stay wild, fam.